Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. It's a really interesting thing when traveling because you get to meet so many different people when you're out on the trail and small towns, although obviously not as much right now. But you really get to kind of get a sense for people that are coming from all different places and also people that are living in the area and just like how their lives are just different from yours. And just, you know, that's part of the beauty of traveling, getting to meet so many different people. I understand what traveling is like during pandemic times and how we have to still when traveling stay away from one another Mm -hmm. or like keep our distance from one another but that's the thing that i really miss is the people that's one of my favorite things about the the traveling we do is all the different people we get to meet Mm -hmm. there was a person we met in our travels to acadia that is very special to us Mm -hmm. because she just seemed to fully embody the spirit of the island right The spirit of Acadia. The spirit of Acadia. Mm -hmm. I think her name was something like Marianne. Yeah, or like Mary Louise. Mary Louise. Something Something like like that. that. I heard someone say her name when they passed by. Right. She was like sort of the mayor of the town, I feel like. Like I I don't know if she was. No, no. I mean like that sort of like I know everyone. She had that energy. Right, right, right. Totally. I'm, I'm everywhere. She was on her bike, came up this hill, and we were just like, oh. Like, you could just feel the wisdom, like, just, like, radiating out of her. She had, like, this aura of knowledge about her. Mm-hmm. She was on her bike, as Dusty said. She had very tan skin. It was the summer. She had white long, hair, white hair and a long, thick braid, like, yes. down her back. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just... She's, you know, we saw her as we were driving in to Acadia on our our final day there. We saw her from afar, like in the car. Then when we parked at our our trailhead where we were starting our hike, where we were hiking for most of the day, she ended up there and we got a chance to talk to her. She just sort of engaged us in conversation and kind of talked about all the different people that come to the island now and how, you know, it's so 
different now than it was, you know, when she was younger and living in and around Acadia. And just like how having people being able to come to the area still was really important for the communities and the businesses there during the pandemic because everything you know so much was shut down but Maine was for the most part in the green and so she really just took the time to just engage us in conversation which we always are happy to talk to people but we are also I think it was kind of like you know we're a little wary with everything pandemic wise just how close we were to people and what we were able to like accomplish there and also the sound of her voice was very um memorable Mm -hmm. like um and i think that was why we found her to be such a striking person right with such a dynamic presence right because someone spoke to her and then she spoke and it was like oh we have to sit back and listen Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it was that kind of energy you know when just energy radiates off of a person or i would say emanates out of somebody Mm -hmm. and you're just like i must listen yes that was who she was Looking for adventure, I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done, and the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real, you can feel You can open your eyes, and open your heart when you get at the National Park. At the National Park. At the National Park. Follow you, I'll follow you We would like to acknowledge that while hiking in Acadia National Park, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Wabanaki Confederacy, the Abenaki, and Penobscot peoples. As per usual, I'm up first getting stuff ready, ready to get going, because we had a long day of hiking ahead of us. This was our final day when we were in Acadia National Park, and we were going to do something we hadn't done in our previous trip or up until this point on the current trip, and that was hike the west side of the island. Right, which Mike did not know existed until we turned the map around. It's true. It's true. Yes. We yes. had like, you know, three 30 mile days set up and I, That's you were what like, you absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, we're not hiking 30 miles three no. days in a row. We're just not doing it. No. There is a west side to Acadia and we absolutely recommend doing the west side. Mm-hmm. It did have some longer sections. There are three big loop trails that interconnect over on the west side and they go around Bernard Mountain, Beach Mountain and Acadia Mountain. So when you drive in from to the west side... Um, basically, instead of heading off to the left, like right after you cross onto Mount Desert Island, you would typically, if you're going, you know, into Bar Harbor and then into the more famous hikes of the island, which are all on the east side, which are all on the east side, you would kind of hook a left and go on to Route 3 which basically kind of takes you down into the Bar Harbor area and then becomes the park road, essentially. Instead of doing that, you continue straight on 102. You're still on Mount Desert Island, but it drops you down basically right near the town of Southwest Harbor before you turn west and then north towards 
what is known as Long Pond. And Long Pond is sort of like the center of everything here on the west side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. On our way up to Long Pond, this is where we saw the spirit of the island. Yes, Mary Louise or Mary Or Mary Ann, something like that. What time did we get there? I mean, I think we left at like six. Yeah, it was about an hour to get to the west side of the island as opposed to driving into like some of the points that, that we had hiked from the day prior. It was about 50 minutes, closer to an hour. So again, our plan was to get up super early because... We knew that we had a long day of hiking planned or potential day of hiking planned. And we also knew from what we could assume or see on like Google Maps that there really wasn't a lot of parking where we were trying to park. I remember thinking, oh, the West Side. I don't really hear many people talk about the West Side. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine that a ton of people go over to the Mm -hmm. West Side. And I remember thinking, I'm anxious all the time. We need to get there early. Right. (laughs) I think we did get up at something like 5. Yeah, that's probably right. 30. Uh-huh, you boiled, got up at 5.30. I boiled the water to scald you. I probably you up. got up at like 5.49. Mm-hmm. And then ate, threw on whatever I had, and then got in the car mm-hmm. to go. But yeah, I think we were there by 7. Yeah, it was definitely early enough that, like, again, it's summer, so the sun was up pretty early. Um, But it's early enough that we were there when the sun was still pretty low in the sky. And basically when you park or when you drive up to Long Pond, there is parking sort of down right at the shore of the pond, but there's not a ton. And this is what I was kind of seeing when I was looking at Google Maps when we were trying to like figure out where exactly we would park. There is a parking lot listed there on that map that we have, our our very well-worn and very torn and tattered map. But it has served us well. Yes, it has served us well. But it is not, it's not super big. So we weren't able to find parking right there. But there was sort of this like dirt turnaround, essentially. This like dirt driveway turnaround and some parking along the road. And that's essentially what we ended up doing. But I mean, we're talking like maybe space for 20 cars. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. There is not a lot of parking spots over here. Right at Long Pond anyway. Right at Long Pond. I mean, at Long Pond, like there's a spot where people go and Mm -hmm. swim. Even though you're not supposed to. Even though you're not supposed to. Mm -hmm. Because it does say don't swim. Right, because it's technically a reservoir, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I say swim. There were people swimming. Yes. We'll talk about some people that we saw swimming. There was like a beach there, and Mm -hmm. I think some people go there to lay out or whatever. There weren't a lot of people there at 7 o'clock. I think we were blasting Chromatica in the car on the drive there. I think so. I think it really had probably just come out, right? In the year of our Gaga. (laughs) (laughs) I think it had come out... You know, I don't remember when, but because like, time? I do remember it came out and then like, it took like two weeks and then you were like, oh my God, chromatic. And I was like, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Where have you been? And you were like, this album. And it was like, mm-hmm. the whole album. Yeah, the whole album indeed. It definitely was like our anthem, I think, for the most of the rest of the trip. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. We get to the lot, kind of like pack ourselves up. And the whole reason we parked here, now there you know, we did say there's not parking. There's not a lot of parking right here. There are parking areas on the west side. This is not the only space to park on the west side. But we had a very specific adventure in mind for the day. So this was a spot that we wanted to park at. So just don't be afraid like to look for parking elsewhere. We did encounter and walk through other parking lots on this west side. But because we were trying to do two legs of 
each side of this pond, one mountain on one side, one mountain on the other, this was the perfect center spot without having to move the car. It was. Right. We were going to be able to basically do like a giant figure eight. Yeah. Because we are fans of front loading Mm -hmm. incline in particular, we did decide to do the west side of the west side of Acadia first. West squared. Sure. Yes. Or if you're looking at Long Pond, the left side. Exactly. Because the incline we were going to gain over here was 1,071 feet. And it was a little bit of a longer stretch of trail. It was about six miles as opposed to the other side, which I think was only, I think it was only about a mile shorter, about five miles. So this was definitely the side for us to start with. We first started by walking down to the pond itself because the light here was just like gorgeous early morning, August light. It was again, like beautiful Maine summer. It was just like a cloudless sort of day and just beautiful. So we definitely took that in at the shore of the pond there. And there is like a little beach and then there's like a little pump house that's right there, um, right at the shore. And when that's basically how you kind of start on the long pond or great pond trail, which is the first thing that we essentially hike. As you walk along this trail, it is completely along the lake the entire time mm-hmm. or the reservoir. It's not a boardwalk trail. No. Uh, but it is, I know, Mm -hmm. uh, but I love boardwalk trails. Mm -hmm. It is a wide lake trail for a long time. Yeah. And it stays relatively flat. Yeah. There are a couple of times when you had to go over some rocks and boulders, Mm -hmm. but it is a long walk along a lake. Yeah. I mean, if you've ever been like to a reservoir before, like there's a reservoir right where I live. And this was very reminiscent of that sort of like right. walk along a reservoir, but still beautiful, like natural surroundings sort of this leg of the the track. So the, the long pond or great pond trail is about 2.7 miles, but it curves. It almost makes like a C curve. It runs along the lake for about, I would say 1.5 miles. And then it does turn up. It turns in and up eventually so this first leg is pretty long like it's a it's a nice decent flat good pace not too craggy to get us started something like two-ish miles or something like on that flat trail right no it's a little it's a little less than that okay i think it's it's not exactly half and half like when you turn in it's like probably like a mile a and a half and yeah. like, or a mile point six, something like that. Right, right, right. Um, but it is long. I mean, it's a lengthy jaunt for sure. Again, no swimming is supposed to be happening here. We don't see any swimmers at this point or any boating because it is technically a reservoir. I just remember talking about since we had a lot of time and this wasn't like I need to be mentally stimulated time. This was just like we can talk about anything sort of time. Um, mental stimulation time for us is like usually when we're exhausted and we end up playing games because yeah. that's like to keep, keep to the get brain our mind going. stimulated. Yeah. yeah. But this was just like more like conversation time. So I think we'd spend a lot of that time talking about like what like would we do like if we could travel like next summer or what you know what sort of things do we want to where like, could we go? Yeah. Where could we go? What kind of ground rules would we need in place in order to make it a reality right we also talked a little bit about merchandise and you know what we our did. plan might things like that are forthcoming yes what our plan might look like for that so that was like a good like inspiration walk time to kind of get that in as well i just remember walking along this lake was 
the easiest walk we did on the west side entirely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Every other stretch of the way was not nearly as easy as no. this. This was beautiful, picturesque, and easy. Mm-hmm. Eventually, that comes to an end. <laughs> bum, bum, As bum. do all great things. <laughs> right. We hit the end of sort of like the straightaway on the lake, and we start to curve in, and we very quickly see that things are about to change. And with that, let's take a break. So we're going to play a new game, and the new game is called Drop a Letter. And drop a letter functions very similarly to one letter change, except rather than changing a letter, you're dropping a letter from the word. There is a version of one letter change where this could be an option. Sure. But we'll say it's a derivative of one letter change. um, Clear, concise rules. Category. Yeah, I do. Categorizing things. I do. In nice little different compartmentalizing, (laughs) very very compartmentalizing Mm -hmm. is one of your strengths, (laughs) right? Superpowers, yeah. And you like to compartmentalize things into boxes and into um, beautiful spaces. Mm -hmm. So I would argue the same for you. So drop a letter works very similarly to one letter change. Great. So I'm going to give you. I've got five. Oh, I've got one. Great. Um, So. This is what happens if your hot air balloon loses all of its air. You would have a what? Oh, God. I don't know. What's a limp blimp? A limp. So blimp. that's a that's an add a. That would be an add a letter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get it. I get yeah. what you mean. Yeah. Okay. So it's either going to be one way or the other. I tried, right. I'll try to make it... Sometimes it works better if it's add a letter. So it's add a letter, drop a letter is what we'll say. And Great. I'll let you know if you'd like which No, I don't is. need to know. I okay. don't need to know. Great. I get it. All right. So um, this is what you would be if you stole the bishop off of a chessboard. Is it a rook crook? That's correct. <laughs> there we go. This is what you would describe happened to Vincent Van Gogh's auditory devices. Seer? Ear? Mm-mm. No. So he cut his ear off. What's another another way that you could... Something that's not cutting. This is not a rhyme. Ear tear? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay, I have one. Great. When you take two pieces of birthday cake and put them together into one piece. What's a mush smush? (laughs) (laughs) That is not what we were looking for. Great. We were looking for a slice splice. Oh, great. So you, I see you dropped the one letter that was not at the beginning. No, splice? Yeah, no, I know. Most of mine were beginning drops or Oh, out. I see. I, I see. see. No, I dropped a I dropped an internal letter. An internal letter. <laughs> <laughs> you better get that looked at. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love dropping those internal letters. <laughs> After turning off of this beautiful lakeside path. That was flat and easy for a very, very long time. We turn left into the forest, mm-hmm. and it's sort of like we start to make a U-turn, kind of. Yeah, it's kind of like you hook a like a hard left, like you're definitely like kind of winding up a little bit for sure. 
we walk through the woods here for a little while. And for this period of time, it's still relatively flat. I mean, it's not anything significant either way. There's lots of tall trees around now. Mm -hmm. And it's not like the Scudic Peninsula, but more like woodsy forest common in the areas of Acadia there where there are woodsy forests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not that there's nothing to write home about. It's just that it's very ubiquitous of the space that we're in. We do get a little bit of a boardwalk right towards the end of our flat part of this long pond trail. But afterwards, we know from looking at the map that because this map has wonderful elevations and and topography Mm -hmm. that we're basically in for gaining about 600 feet of elevation and probably about a little over a mile. Right. So we're going to, we're going to gain very quickly. And we did. And we, and we did. (laughs) And we did. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is like, Hiking in Acadia, if you don't like uphill or Mm -hmm. if you don't like incline, I don't know that there's a way to fully avoid it, but there's a way to like move around it so that you're never having to do steep incline. Yeah. You might have to do some steep decline. Yeah. It just depends on the way you go. It depends on how you hook your trails together. I do have to say you're a little more limited on this side of the island as far as like interconnected trails go, at least for this side that we were on. There are some options as we get closer to the top, but the way we're choosing to go, it's sort of like one fish hook shape that's going to take us up to the top. The nice thing about this trail is it does sort of cut diagonally up the mountain, so it does allow for some longer bursts of gain followed by some flat areas as well because of that diagonal and how it's sort of shaped, how the trail is sort of cut, I should say. And as we're walking along this trail, it's definitely like a mix of like craggy rocks Mm -hmm. and stones and boulders and then flat forest ground. We don't really see anybody on the trail. You know, we don't see that many people, I should say. When we were on the lakeshore part of the uh, Long Pond Trail, there we were a few people there. by two women who were hiking. As we're hiking up here, we don't see any NPS workers, but it's really clear that they're working on the trail. There's some markers for the edges of the trail where it seems to be like they're laying more stone. There is definitely some surveying marks too. So it's clear that they are working on this part of the island and on this trail. And we even saw that in the day prior, right near the Tarn, where we came off of Hugo Knot Head or the Beechcroft Trail. They were working right there at the start of the Tarn Trail. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember what other park we were in where we past people working I want to say it was Sequoia or Kings Canyon I could be wrong about that I do remember just like I mean, like, I feel like we've seen it in a lot yeah, of places. Yeah. Because we did see it there. I feel like we've seen it in the Smokies before. Mm-hmm. I was going to say we saw it in Concrete, but we didn't. No. <laughs> no. Just spiders. Just spiders. Right. All um, of but we, the spiders. We do run into another uh, gentleman that's hiking here um, as we're headed up the ascent of the Long Pond Great Pond Trail. And uh, it looks like he had come from the other way around. Like he had gone basically the opposite direction that we had gone in because he looked like he was sort of coming towards the end of his trail based off of especially the way he was headed after we saw him, which was down. The cool thing about this trail is that as you're hiking along it, there's a considerable gorge that's basically on your left that you're sort of running diagonally away from, but you're able to peer down over the edge of this, and that's below is the Great Brook is what it's called. Staring off to the left, it is sort of like deeper forest, but it does drop off. So you're kind of able to see that sort of drop off. And the edge of that on the other side, kind of going down, 
even if you can't see peer directly over it from this side. After gaining a lot of elevation here, we were headed toward this thing called the Great Notch Trail. Thankfully, Acadia always like wins for their signage because there's always such great signage everywhere. At any moment in time, you can go, am I going the right way? And like literally just a scan with your eyes and you always know that you're headed in the right direction. Right. And I do have to say this is, it's interesting. The West side, we didn't see too many of those, like those Karens that are typical, like Acadia Karens. A lot of this was blazes, like painted blazes, sign posts um, or trailhead markers that were sort of typical elsewhere in the park too. We don't see those Karens as much. It's it's more blazes at this point on trees because right. there are so many trees. It's easy enough to do that. We're headed toward the Great Notch. What we're walking through is... Or the not so Great Notch. <laughs> well, I mean, right. Yeah, I got, if you want to say that. It was interesting that it was like, I just remember being like, oh, so this is it. <laughs> because there were things that were more like exciting that were like little that were titled little like little bubble. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, like mm. I'm curious about how things get how things get their names are. That is the whole deep dive for a whole other day. Sure. Century, millennia. But mm-hmm. that was what this was called. But it was essentially just like a flat, sort of mossy area. Like it was very easy to walk through. Mm-hmm. And that's just what it was called, the and Great that's just Notch. That. <laughs> and that is just that. Very soft ground. There's tall trees. There's also a bunch of young pines along the sides of the trail. We do eventually hit this like sort of gnarly web of roots, which is like a staircase that we have to sort of traipse through, which then eventually gets us to another staircase, which is actually like a log staircase that's very clearly been like constructed by NPS. Right. Yeah. So how do you think this compared like difficulty wise? Because like we did gain a lot, like, you know, you were saying before, Acadia is like a park where you could gain a lot of elevation or you could choose to skip it if you can find a trail that kind of avoids that. How did this sort of compare for you from trails that we'd done yesterday um, when we were on the east side or the day prior when we were in the Scudic Peninsula? I would much rather like gain elevation in forest versus just like flat open rock. Mm hmm. I'm always afraid of just like slipping and then just sliding. Mm. I mean, because it's happened. Right. But I feel less nervous about that in a forest. There are trees all around. There are roots. There are rocks. As far as landscape goes, the west side of Acadia offers a more consistent forest landscape. Mm versus like the east side of Acadia, yeah. which changes constantly. And there's a lot of balds, I feel like, on... And I'm not just talking about myself. Um, there's a lot of bald areas. I was waiting for that chat. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of bald areas um, in the east side, which I feel like weren't as prevalent on the west side. The west side is mostly forest mm-hmm. the whole time. And a big old long pond. And, and a big old long pond. <laughs> so... I liked that and I thought that that was a change and I thought that that was different from what we were getting Mm -hmm. over on the east side Mm -hmm. or Scudic because Scudic is so specific and individual to itself. We make our way through this area called Great Notch. We see it on the map. We're like, ooh, I wonder what that is. And then you get to it and you're like, okay, it's it's an area and it's <laughs> this is what it's called. <laughs> and there's a signboard. <laughs> and there's a signboard. Right. So there are a few options for like trails you can take um, on this side of the west side. And uh, we decided to opt for the longest route mm-hmm. because that's who we are. 
And so <laughs> this is our journey. <laughs> this is our journey always. But there are options, which is always good to know. It is. And like those options are basically like you have a longer version, a sort of middle road, middle of the road, or like right back to where you came from mm-hmm. kind of version. And um, we decided to go for the longer version. So we took the, at the intersection of the end of this trail after Great Notch, we decided to head toward Bernard Mountain on the Bernard Mountain Trail. Right. There was talk about going to Mansell Mountain and then doing one of the the trails that would cut us down a little faster back towards the car. There's like one that was called Diagonal Trail that sort of cut you back down basically right into the Long Pond, Great Pond Trail very early on. So you would have zipped back to the car. So again, like if you want a little bit of a short burst challenge, you could do that and then definitely go right down. I'm sure also like thinking about it, even though I've never done it, but it seems like this would be a great side and a great set of trails for trail runners. Like I bet you like, and especially with like all of those, like once you hit that juncture and you can kind of like come down in three different ways, or you can go the really long route and get the six miles in. I'm sure that this is like a trail runners trail, despite the craggy rocks. It's, it's pretty good. Like Dusty said, we decided to continue on towards Bernard mountain trail This gives us a little bit more of a break as we walk through some more mossy, foresty wonderland. And with that, let's take our next break. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Dot to dot. We've got a pointillism queen. That's right. Bit by bit, (laughs) putting it together. I know. We don't have the... Uh, rights to sing that Stephen Sondheim song Mm-mm. on the show. Mm-mm. But um, yes, Dot to Dot. Mm-hmm. So her last name is to Dot. To Dot. To Dot. <laughs> right. 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 Well, okay, do you know who she reminds me of? Who? I don't know. When I hear the name Dot to Dot, <laughs> I don't know. I see a <laughs> do reference. Do you know who she reminds me of? I don't know. <laughs> I see a reference to uh, Miss Nelson is Missing. Okay, that's that, interesting. That, Please continue. I'm curious about this. But that book, you know that book that yeah, we that, read when we were kids? Yeah. And, you know. About the teacher right. whose class was terrible. So yep. she was like, I'm leaving. And this horrible teacher came, mm-hmm. but it really was her in disguise. Right. I remember the animation. This is my, this is my um, pedagogy and teaching <laughs> right here. Right, right. <laughs> right. But the animation of that was so clear and I just was like oh I feel like dot to dot would be like an animated character come to life Mm. like her makeup would be very exaggerated Mm -hmm. and she would look like uh, hand drawn okay and then I think that her uh, she would partner with the dip and dots and that um, she would have dip and dots made like in the shape of her face Mm -hmm. and that would be her merch and it would be dip into dots Oh, dip into dot to dot. <laughs> right. It's very sexual. I dip don't know. in dot to dots. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, I feel like she also is a fan of the candy wallpaper dots. Oh, certainly. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Because, yeah. Um, I do feel like, yes, she's she's a pointillism queen. I do feel, um, I'm feeling very like Roy Lichtenstein, Ben Day dots. Like there's a lot oh. she can do with her look. Yeah. Like I feel like she's got big chunky pearls. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like she's almost like a very like... Who is the actress who is in Pleasantville? Is it Joan Collins? Joan Allen. Joan Allen. Oh, I feel she's a like 
she's a reference to Joan Allen. In Pleasantville. Like, I feel like that's yes. who she is. I really liked Pleasantville a Oh, I lot. did too. I never never watched it. And I feel like I watched it with you. Oh, no, this was maybe. years ago. I don't really love Tobey Maguire in anything ever. But, I mean, I guess he, like, fills that role okay. Yeah. Um, but anyway. <laughs> well, I would take Tobey Maguire before Hayden Christensen. That's true. This is true. Yeah. So, I do feel like, yes, dot to dot is, like, sort of like a 50s housewife kind of feel. And there is, like, some Roy Lichtenstein influence. There's also some George Surratt influence. I feel like there is a lot of that sort of, like, polka dot pattern is everywhere sort of thing happening. Right. Um, that's, like, definitely part of her shtick. With, you know, Dippin' Dots and Candy Wallpaper Dots to boot. What's her song? You know what it is. It's that song from the opening of Adventures in Babysitting, And Then He Kissed Me. I've never seen Adventures in Babysitting. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, it is available streaming right now on HBO Mm -hmm. Go. Elizabeth Shue. (laughs) Elizabeth Shue. Mm Mm-hmm. I do think there is a drag name, a drag queen named Elizabeth's shoe. (laughs) (laughs) I think she exists. Anyway, um, uh, that is a great movie. Okay, great. That is the song that she does. And then he kissed me. Okay. Okay, great. Ladies and gentlemen, them, welcome to the stage. Dot to dot. So we leave the Great Notch area, which we had passed through and (laughs) asked ourselves what about it made it great other than, you know, just that was the name. Mm -hmm. And okay, great. Maybe that's that's why people come here and they're like, okay, great. And then they move on. (laughs) They move on. Um, So at this point, we had gained most of our elevation that we were going to gain. Yeah, we didn't have too much left to go at this point. We... Whatever we had left was less than what we had gained from the shore of the pond up to this point. It was about maybe like a few hundred more feet before we were at the top of Bernard Mountain. We're sort of kind of not level off at this point, but it's not like major gains all at once again. And the next landmark that we could see on the map that we were going to hit is this thing called Night Bubble. Mm-hmm. And so we knew K-N-I-H-T. that... K-N-I-H-T. We knew that that was coming up. This is like sort of where we have to do some traversing. As we get closer to Night Bubble, we have to do like kind of like come off onto like a slanted sort of trail, which I know that sounds kind of weird, but like the way like it's kind of pinned between like nothing on the one side and then like rock on the other side that's like sort of slanted. And we have to do a little bit of climbing and scrambling some over some boulders to kind of get to the next section before we hit the Night Bubble. Now, this section is what... I remember most about this whole side of this uh, west side of Acadia. Yeah, the Bernard Mountain side. Was this particular mm-hmm. short bit of a rock scramble. Yeah. Back to bouldering, indoor bouldering. Mm-hmm. This was where I felt like all of that came in handy. Yeah. I mean, we weren't necessarily bouldering per se, but it was definitely some like, well, where do I have to put my foot to get to this next spot? This is also like where it's not like crazy tall cliff, but it's like a, we do have to scale up a little bit. Well, I remember it was like, I couldn't use the poles. I had to like... Use your hands. Put those to the side. And then... And it wasn't like the... It was like, it wasn't the easiest thing. No. At all. Like it, it absolutely took some time to go like, okay, I was just 
looking straight up, going like, okay, we have to get to there. Yeah. And it's slanted, but uh, you still have to look straight up to see right. where you're There are up. some trees growing too. So those were places to kind of like grab. But this it was, was definitely all- like grab the tree. Yeah. Shove your feet into like these four different places and then hoist yourself up and then move over, you know? Yeah. Uh, this I, is also like I remember there being blazes because I remember being like, oh, where do we go now? Yeah. And like the blaze was hidden on a tree that was up on the top. Up on the top. But and we behind were like, another tree. We have to get yeah. there. And there's no, usually and especially in Acadia, if you look up and there's like a blaze like above you, then there's probably some sort of like wider way to get to there. Mm-hmm that you know will cause you to swing around and eventually back to where that is some sort of switch back all the way up kind of way yeah but not here no it was just you're heading straight up Mm -mm. we did this i believe there were two other people here at this time they were coming down they were on their way down so we had to kind of step to the side i think they actually were trail running now that i think about it yeah or they were at least like out for like a brisk little trail jog at the very least and as we started like we let them pass us and as we started up there were people that were coming from behind us but i think they were coming probably more they must have come up like from mansell mountain and maybe like up the diagonal trail or one of the other trails because there was no one behind us on the long Pond trail and we were booking it like you know what i mean they yeah. would have really had to have caught up with us so this is kind of like the point where we actually start to see more people it's a little bit later in the morning now so this makes sense people are out it's a little bit more crowded within the park i think this is probably like a friday or a saturday that we're here now the weekend so people are kind of doing their thing and the trail we're gonna take on the way down is the trail that a lot of people took the way up yes so eventually we do get to the top here there is a little overlook which like once you get to the top you jog to the left a little bit there's a sign that points you over there and you can kind of see this was also like a really nice like little payoff at the top of this um you can see like into the distance into the forest but also like the atlantic and the islands that are right around the desert island like the little islets um and this was like a really nice spot to kind of stop and take our take it all in but also like you know catch our breath because we had been sort of like moving without doing much stopping at all up until this point that view was spectacular Mm -hmm. and that view was like the view you were waiting for well one at that point we thought yes like this was one of the views we didn't know that it was the view this is spoiler alert of the views you're going to get on this trail one of the better ones because it's kind of like an un unencumbered like very clear view that you're able to see so after this view we, we head towards bernard mountain from the night bubble and from little bubble which is sort of where we're at you have to drop down again into sort of this like valley that's between here and the top of bernard mountain it's sort of darker on this side too it's like in shadow it's like this land of <laughs> like toppled trees this is like dark witches forest up Mm -hmm. here and this like little in-between section and just like a lot of fallen trees and boulders are here but it's really not long after that like i think night bubbles elevation is close to 900 feet it's something like that or then you drop down a little bit and then you go up like another 200 feet and you hit bernard mountain it's not like a lot of gain at this point bernard mountain the overlook not so much. So the yeah. overlook at Bernard Mountain when we were there was 
really covered by trees. Mm -hmm. You could see through them a little bit. You could sort of see it. What was fascinating was it's an overlook on the other side. Yes, from like, where we had just taken our when overlook When we, the overlook that we had just been at. By Night Bubble. By Night Bubble, like you could see like beyond Long Pond, beyond the other side of this. And then like the, like onto the rest of the east side of Acadia almost. Whereas over here, you were looking out toward the other area on the other side of the west side. Mm. The west side of the, the west, west side. West, west side. Exactly. The west side of the west. West cubed. West side, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I mean, there was a bench there. We stood on the bench yeah. in order to try and see better and take p- pictures. But, you know, we're very tall, but it didn't, even that wasn't the most helpful. Even and for the talls. Even for the talls. Mm-hmm. Not that an overlook is always required. Right. But it was almost an overlook. Right. I think it's a nice reminder, though, that, like, the payoff isn't always going to be something you see. Or, right. like, something that's a view. Like, this happened to us when we were hiking in Green Mountain or White Mountain, where it was just, like, foggy. Like, we should have had a beautiful overlook. And it was just foggy. And we couldn't see anything. Like, we were able to see something here. And, honestly, we had that payoff look. Mm-hmm. Like, a few hundred feet prior, like, right. which was fine. Like, so, you know, just because you hit the apex of something doesn't mean it's automatically going to be a spectacular view. And I think that's a good takeaway from this, uh, this trail from Bernard mountain. Um, the descent from the mountain wasn't really swift at first. You only lose about a hundred feet of elevation over a half mile, which is pretty, pretty steady and pretty slow. And a lot of this is like a very peaceful, soft and mossy trail walk. That's the one thing I think for me is a big takeaway from this trip to Acadia was the amount of moss that I clocked, yes, which yes. was not the case. I feel like the first time now um, though we'd also seen different areas. This it's time. true. It's true. So it might've been there the whole time. Yes. Who knew? But yes, yes soft, mossy fairyland. Mm-hmm. That being said, Eventually, we do start to lose a ton of elevation once the Bernard Mountain Trail meets the West Ledge Trail. And you could jut off to the right there and go the West Ledge, and that would take you off in a completely different direction. But we wanted to loop back. We wanted to kind of create this like boomerang shape back to the car. And that's what basically happens. Bernard Mountain Trail sort of like jogs down and then it does that very hard c shape almost like the long pond great pond did to get us up right so um that's sort of what happens um and in about a mile you lose about 900 feet of elevation and you really do for like one straight mile you're heading down the whole time yeah and it's craggy and it's very very craggy and it's rocky and i remember it was just like uh, we both had boots on mm-hmm. but it was just like just stabbing into different yeah. parts of your boots. Yeah, and just like sort of like not rolling your ankle, but like putting your foot down weird and then like, you know. There even was with no- poles. And even with poles. That was really, really tough. We were like 25 feet distanced from each other at that point. Right. Like you were ahead of me. Yeah. What else is new? Uh, right. Because you <laughs> hike faster than I do. Because I just am trying to get away from you all the time. All the time. Yep. Just running away. Mm-hmm. Right. And as we're like going down, I just was like, Oh no! Like, yeah, I just I don't like this in either direction. No, it was stanky, and that's for sure. Seemed to be the route a lot more people were taking up because we did see a lot of people heading towards us as opposed right. to with us. Um, at this point, so I'm just like, 
Ooh, I mean, I guess if that's I mean, I guess what you're if you're trying in. to get to the top of yeah, Bernard, Bernard Mountain. Mountain, yeah, or Mansell Mountain, even like that'll take you there, and maybe with less sudden elevation. I guess too, if you did it that way, you could jog over to Mansell Mountain and come down a lot quicker. Like you, you could. could probably do a very quick, I think, that, sort of burst. So I guess maybe that's why people do it that way. Um, I think that is what a lot of people were doing. Eventually. You know, after this craggy mess that we're in for a while, we do find ourselves in the Millfield parking lot, um, which is sort of like campgroundy parking lot area, like these sort of like uh, cul-de-sacs with car paths. Um, and this definitely puts us on level ground for a little bit, which is it's nice after all of that, like sort of intense decline because it was and especially on our feet i feel like thank you we were so happy for it to be flat at this point then basically takes us all the way back to what's called the cold brook trail which essentially is just a flat forested walk all the way back to long pond and this was again like a nice way to just sort of decompress and just like enjoy what we had just done i always appreciate it and i i think you've said this before like when you go on a run you like to run and then have like stop a considerable distance from home to kind of like walk and decompress and like cool down. And it sort of was like, this was our cool down, like little jog for the end of this trail. It was much appreciated. Mm-hmm. It took us right into Long Pond, like right. right at Long Pond. And where earlier we had gone to what was now the left to continue along the pond. And here we turned right to head back over to the car eat some peanut butter sandwiches Mm -hmm. that were in the car. Mm -hmm. It was a nice little bit of respite before we took off on our final adventure in Acadia, which was another part of the west side of the island. The east side of the west side (laughs) of the island. Okay, let's put these trails on the Karen Stone scale. We're starting off with the Long Pond Trail, which ran along which the ran reservoir. The Long Pond. Right. And, and did take us up. So this is a trail where we were flat for most of it, about a mile and a half, and about 1.2 miles, we gained about 600 feet of elevation. That's right. So I'm going to give this a five. I feel like this is a solid middle of the road because you get this, like you get the best of both worlds. You get some flat and you also get like some intense gain for a little while. I am also going to say a five for that reason, though. Don't be afraid of Long Pond no. Trail because you could just walk Long Pond, come right back without doing any incline. Right. The Great Notch Trail, which sort of takes us along from the end of our time on the Long Pond Trail and sort of right up to the Night Bubble area. Um, I'm going to give that, I'm going to say a four. Because we don't really hit like a lot of the scrambly stuff at this point. For the most part, we've gained most of our elevation here. This is sort of like a little flat walk through the woods. But there is definitely some up and down that's happening um, here and there. I would say that this is this is an easy sort of leg of the trail in the grand scheme of what we've done right. in other ways. And for that reason, I'm going to give it a three. Okay. So seven out of 20. Great. Karen Stones. The Bernard Mountain Trail. Now, Bernard Mountain Trail includes our scramble up the night bubble, little bubble, and then our descent down before we head up to Bernard Mountain, and then our descent down from there for a lot of that 
that right. like a lot of that descent um, is Bernard. I'm just trail. gonna call it. I'm giving that a seven because okay. that descent was not fun. Okay, I'm gonna say six um, because I do feel like there were definitely some challenges to it. But I, I think that it's it's still a doable and fun trail. It wasn't anything that I felt like was unattainable. So a 13 out of 20. And, and finally, we have the Coldbrook Trail. Which was, that was just a walk. It's a walk in the woods. So that's that's like a one. It barely. We got to have some ones here. So that's we a, two, do. a two out of 20. There you go. And with that, let's end this episode with some Jeopardy style trivia. Mike. Do you want to start us off with your Jeopardy today? Beautiful. That sounds lovely. So my Jeopardy is called Feel the Burn in oh. honor of the Bernard Mountain. Um, now, when we thought, think about Feel the Burn, we often think of our friend Bernie Sanders, and that's great. Um, but this episode... <laughs> but this is episode, that what we think? Because I think of Jane Fonda. <laughs> I also um, think of Richard Simmons. But this episode's um, Jeopardy is all about... Bernie's, be they fictional or real. Okay. Great. And some of these clues will ask you to name the Bernie themselves. Some might ask you to name a fact about the Bernard or the Bernie. Some might ask you to name the show that the Bernard or Bernie is from. Great. Okay. Great. For 100, although a senator from Vermont, Bernie Sanders was actually raised in this section of Brooklyn that sounds like a synonym for a squashed bit of shrubbery. Flatbush. That's correct. What is, what is Flatbush? Flat exactly. For 200, Bernard Lowe is a main character of this HBO show based on a book by Michael Crichton about a theme park gone berserk. No, not Jurassic Park. What is Westworld? That's correct. For I didn't know it was about a theme park. Yeah, Westworld is the theme park. I haven't watched that. Oh. I just know that it's Western and, mm-hmm. and robots. Western robots. And that's what I got mm-hmm. for you. For 300, the Rescue Aid Society agent Bianca and stammering janitor Bernard are instrumental in rescuing orphan Penny from Louisiana Swamp and Cody from a poacher in the Australian Outback in this Disney film franchise. What is American Horror Story Coven? <laughs> <laughs> it's what is the rescuers? That's correct. For 400, actor and comedy icon Bernie Mac starred in three films of this series about the eponymous main character and his tendencies towards heists. And the second of these two films about an agency of femme fatales and their adventures in the field. What is Charlie's Angels? And? And that other one, and I don't know what it is. What is the Ocean's Eleven series? Oh, Ocean's Eleven. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. And for 500, this playwright and Nobel Prize winner in literature had such works as The Doctor's Dilemma, Androcles and the Lion, and Pygmalion. And uh, Man and Superman. And there are so many more. And it's George Bernard Shaw. That's correct. Look at you. You did so well. I did. That's Feel the Burn. Feel the burn. Lovely. What do you got cooking for me? All right. So we've done this before on Instagram Live. Mm-hmm. Or I have done this before on Instagram Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you want to murder me for doing it. Uh, I have a knife ready. <laughs> so I play the baritone ukulele. Mm-hmm. I've tuned it like a guitar and put guitar strings on it. I mean, technically for the baritone ukulele, you do tune it like a guitar. So this is name that tune. Okay. So this is how it works. 
Great. Is um, I am going to play for you five songs from like the 90s, 2000s alternative rock genre. And um, you have to identify the song. I was inspired by the term Hugo Not Head. Okay. Which is... From a few episodes back. From a few episodes back. And to me, Hugo Not Head sounds like a rock band from the early 2000s. So you have to name the song and the alternative rock band from the early 2000s. Okay. But what I have done is I'm not actually singing the lyrics to the song. I am singing the descriptions of things you can do in Acadia right off of the Acadia website. Great. So, are you ready? You know how much I love this. (laughs) (laughs) This is Mike's favorite thing to do. Okay, are you ready? Just going to make you lick mayonnaise off a spoon one day. (laughs) For 100. Torture. Okay, for 100. This is about hiking the Bar Island Trail. Walk along a gravel sandbar during low tide to reach Bar Island. Hike another mile to the highest point on the island for views of Bar Harbor. What is, um, I don't think it's called I Walk a Lonely Road, but it's that song by Green Day. It's, that's right. What is, um, the Boulevard of Broken Dreams. There we go. There you go. Okay. I feel like I had a before, during, and after with that involved in it. I'm point. sure you did. I'm sure you did. <laughs> Are you ready for 200? Mm-hmm. This is all about birding on the carriage roads. Hmm. When's your folk album coming out? <laughs> <laughs> Grab a bike and binoculars and take a ride just about everywhere. You can find a flock of songbirds, great starting locations, Eagles Lake and Witch. Um, gosh, I know the song, and this is like where it drives me wild. Mm-hmm. Is it? Uh, is it? You? It's not you say. Yes, uh, it is. Oh, it is. But it's not that song. It's those are the words. Yeah. Um, it's is it stay? No. No, it's not stay. It's um. You say you've got nothing problems, no common <laughs> ground to start on. And um, um, damn it, I can't like. Um, I know, it makes you use two parts of your brain. It that does. Like to I use. mean, I have the lyrics now, um, but now I can't think of the song. I can't, I can't, I don't. And I said. Oh, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah, there you go. By some band I, that's like a one-hit wonder. Yep. Yeah. Okay, great. Are you ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. I do love that song. This is all about the Couldn't beehive. Tra- it, I know. This is all about the beehive trail. Okay. This is a 1.4 mile loop trail that ascends. A 450-foot cliff face with exposed cliffs 
Iron rungs and granite staircases Climb this trail revealing ocean views Now that sounds like Boulevard of Broken Dreams again <laughs> It's the same chord progression mm-hmm. But it's not the same Um yeah, I couldn't get that out of my head because I was like, oh, that's what that is again. It's no, that again. It's not that again. This is no. why I hate this game. Because <laughs> it's just like, let's Mike, like, let's make Mike not get anything right. And maybe. Mm, it's Wonderwall. Thank you. There you go. See, you got it. Yeah, you, you got it. Look it. at you. Okay, are you ready for the next mm-hmm. one? This is like how you upset a Libra for like a week <laughs> when he can't guess things. Right. All right. For 400. 400. This is all about the Jordan Cliffs Trail. The Jordan Cliffs Loop offers a challenging five mile hike across steep slopes and iron rungs, a strenuous climb. Up Sargent Mountain, hikers get panoramic views from two mountain summits. I'm very proud of myself for putting that one together, personally, but... (sighs) Nope. (laughs) I run right into hell and back. Hmm. And I would do anything for love. Yes, there you go. I you got can't it. can't guess this game, so <laughs> uh, love will forever uh, elude me. <laughs> I Great. Okay, are you ready for 500? Yep. This is all about the Pometic Mountain. The Pometic Mountain Loop Combine A variety of hiking environments over four miles starting with an easy walk along a pond to a rugged ascent it culminates to an open granite summit with excellent views of the landscape. What is <laughs> Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette? It ain't that. It's not. I can't do this game. Stop writing them for me. <laughs> they don't Go, make me feel take smart. A hike. Go, let's take a hike. Call my name and save me from the dark. Mm-hmm. Evanescence. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. You got it. I did. You got though. it. Don't try to make me feel better about How it. How to torture Mike yep. with music. Mm-hmm. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaze at the National Parks at gmail.com. 
To find out more about Acadia National Park and the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. That's gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on Instagram and on our website is by Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Cleos. Our music producer was Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. We'd also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Monmouth County, New Jersey. Mm-hmm.